welcome to Kindergarten Kiosk. If you've been enjoying our podcast, we'd appreciate it if you could rate and review us on iTunes. That helps keep us going. And we want to thank bensound.com for our music. And be sure you visit us at kindergartenkiosk.com. I would like to, can we talk about science today? I love science. I love science too. And I love what it does for kids. And I love how it makes teaching fun. Kids get so excited about science in kindergarten. Kindergartners love science because it builds into their natural inquisitive nature because kindergartners are just naturally curious and they want to know about the world around them and kindergartners love to learn and because of the hands-on nature of science and because of the excitement science can bring into the classroom, they love it. My students are always excited about the new science center when it opens and they can hardly wait to get their hands on the tools that are there. I love how the Science Center really builds to children's differentiated needs. Kids that are high on the benchmark scale, they're able to go into the Science Center and challenge themselves and learn and discover and and learn new things. And kids on the more developmental scale are able to go and get their are able to go in and use hands-on methods to learn. That's why I have a science center, so that I can reach the needs of all of my students and excite them and introduce them to this beautiful world that we live in. Why don't you talk about your science center for anybody who doesn't have one? If you haven't ever had a science center, I would probably describe mine as over the top. But a science center doesn't need to be that way. A science center can be as simple as a tray with a plant that um, has the root attached in the dirt and a magnifying glass. A science center can be as simple as seeds that are ready to sort. But a science center can be elaborate and built over years. So I would describe my science center as just plain fun. How did you how did you come up with the idea of having a science center? Was this your own idea or did you use a model you got from somewhere else? Well, 20 some years ago when I student taught for Kathy Law, she had a little counter where during free choice, her kids could go over and she called it her science counter. And she just had a little tiny thing on it, like a bird nest and a magnifying glass. And and her kids were always so excited about even just such a little simple thing that I, I knew right then that when I had my own classroom, I wanted to have a science center. So what are some of your favorite ones that you've done? The first science center I usually like to do during the year is I like to begin with ladybugs. There is a site that I was introduced to by a gardener that had um, a great big garden. And he told me that he gets his ladybugs from a place called Ladies in Red. And so you can order ladybugs in bulk. And my favorite package to buy is the package of 3,000 ladybugs. 3,000 ladybugs. <laughs> so they, okay. they, come in, they come in two containers. And, well, they're kind of like in plastic bags 
Well, okay, but they'd have holes in them for them to breathe. So they're more like mesh bags. And so I put 1,500 of those ladybugs in those large butterfly nets that you can get from Insect Lore and I'm sure other places and put a potted plant in it. And if you take raisins and you soak them and they plump up and put them in the bottom, that's what ladybugs love to eat if they're in... Well, if they're in captivity, <laughs> they're looking for the minute I'm going to let them go. And you bet they're going aphid, honey. But they love raisins. They really do. And so I take the other half of the ladybugs. And if I can't find someone that wants to share the package with me, which I haven't um, found anyone recently that wants to share in my 3000 ladybug joy. And so I just take them and you can put them in your fridge and the ladybugs go into hibernation. And I let the kids play with the first set of ladybugs for a week. And then I take them home on the weekend and let them go in my garden. And then I bring to school the fresh batch of ladybugs for the second week. And that way they're not, I don't keep them trapped too long. <laughs> and one thing I really like to do, and I don't know if it's humane, is I, I love to take it when they're in there. And if you take a spray bottle and you spray it, it really perks up the ladybugs and they get really active. And it's really fun for the kids to watch. So what else do you have with the ladybugs to, in your science center? Well, besides posters that I have on the bulletin board, I have um, little plastic ladybugs for them to play with. And I have aprons that have ladybugs on them that they can wear while they're being scientists. And I have little bug eye glasses that they can wear while they're in studying. And a lot, did I say nonfiction books? I've got nonfiction books in there know. for them. And you said it now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, paper and pencils. I always have paper and pencils at the science center because kids like to record the results and look Their at the ladybugs. And yeah, they like to draw pictures of them and, and, um, one rotation, I always have them take their own journal into the Science Center so they can draw pictures in their journal of the ladybug and record the results of ladybugs. Spring, <laughs> spring water on them? Spring what water. Happened? What happened? No, I don't let the ladybugs. kids. I don't let the kids spray the water. <laughs> That's probably a good clarification. That's only for teacher. I, I put some ladybugs over there with some spray bottles until the kids just them. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> and then after the ladybugs then I invite the kids to bring any insect that they can find in their own backyard in a little bottle and we build start be building an insect zoo and that's really fun because the kids have all that ownership and they love finding and bringing bugs and so I have besides that the insects that they bring in you know again books and oh man you can find all kinds of insects for you know insect little plastic puzzles, insects insect and puzzles pl and toys. I mean yeah just go to Lakeshore or Nasco or the dollar store <laughs> and you can find all kinds of insect things you usually pair your sensory table up with your science center right yeah so when I do insects I do have it filled with insects just plas <laughs> in plastic insects plastic Plastic insects Anything because else I've got with them or just the insects? Uh, on this one I do just plastic just, insects just because insects. I want them to sort, 
you know, big and small. And I don't ever tell them what to do there because I want it to be completely play-based in discovery. Mm-hmm. And so if you put a whole bunch of plastic insects of varying sizes with some measuring cups and some bowls, you know, they're, they catch on. <laughs> they're supposed to sort them and classify them and... They have a lot of fun. And then following the insects, I love to do spiders and put a great big spider on the bulletin board. I've got a really big one that's like a six foot in diameter. And so they love it when they come in and they see this great big spider on the bulletin board. And um, I have a whole bunch. spiders are not insects. Yes, and by it, I have a big sign. (laughs) Yes, because we just, they, it can't be in the insect zoo. And so I have a big sign that says spiders is. Insect zoo, and someone brings in a spider to be in the insect zoo. Well, I don't tell them. No. They get to figure out. I don't tell kids, I don't tell kids that spiders aren't insects until after. (laughs) So probably it'd be better just to do bugs. Instead of an insect zoo, I should. Pro- I think I'm going to call it a bug call zoo, it the bug and then zoo from now on, then they can bring whatever they want because I don't want them to feel bad that they brought a spider. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so fun to teach them that spiders are not insects, and and they love the big words that goes with that. Mm-hmm. And so my sensory table, I will fill with lots of spiders, but I like to add rice in with the spiders. Oh uh, yeah, we're no plastic <laughs> spiders, and I like to add rice because for some reason spi- it's creepier. For some reason it's creepier to have the spiders in with rice. So just like spider rings, or yeah, well you know you you'll find. be amazed at how many different types of plastic spiders you find once you start looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got tons. I probably have hundreds of little plastic uh, spiders. plastic spiders of some sort or another. Mm-hmm. What else do you have in your spider science center? Well, I have a bunch of real spiders that I got, and I think I got these from NASCA one time, and they're encased in that plastic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've got several of those, and one is a tarantula. And, and then I have invite the kids again to bring in any real spiders that they can find. And I have... Lots of posters, lots of nonfiction books. So, you know what one of my favorite science centers of yours is? So much so that we get it out at my house at Halloween. My my own home version of this is, do you know what it is? It's the Skeleton Science Center. I love that one. I have my own Skeleton Science Center in my house the whole month of October. (laughs) Tell me about how that one got started. Um, one time we were going out for a walk. I found a bone laying on the ground in kind of a field. And I picked it up and I didn't know what kind of bone it was, but it was pretty cool. It was a big bone. And I'm pretty sure it belonged to some sort of cow because we were on my husband's parents' farm. And I thought this would make such a great science center. And so I take the, took this bone back to school and I set this one bone and magnifying glass and a microscope and found a poster of a skeleton. And that was the beginnings of my science um, center on skeletons. I soon had a parent that was excited to help me and they worked at a hospital and they found a giant life-size skeleton. They 
they brought in for the kids to study, and they were so excited. And watching the kids and their excitement about bones has just really made me want to build that skeleton science center. So I began collecting lots of other bones that I found around. It's really amazing how many bones you can just find when you're looking around for bones. And so I just started adding to my science center with lots of bones. And I went to the hospital and asked if they had any old x-rays. And it's amazing that the hospitals are just handing out free x-rays for you to have. And so I've got them hanging in my science center kind of on clotheslines. And the kids love looking at them. I've, I used to have a lighted table at one of my old classrooms, and it was fun because the kids could put the x-ray on it. I don't have one now, and so the kids are just um, able to hold them up to the window and look at them. So it's not as fun, but it's really fun if you have a lighted table. And I have um, lots of puzzles, and I have a... Um, it's, it's kind of like a collection of plastic bones that if you put it together, it really does make a skeleton, and the kids really enjoy that um, area. And, of course, all the other tools for the Science Center and lots of posters, and I, I'm able to find lots of uh, life-size skeletons because of Halloween stores. So I have a life-size skeleton. It's not as cool as the hospital one because it's not all fabulous <laughs> like a real one. But I bought it, I think it's Grandin. Oh, I don't know. Some catalog. I found this life-size um, skeleton. And when it's off-season of Skeleton Science Center, it sits on my front porch for Halloween. And the kids really like when they come in and they see this giant life-size skeleton sitting on the counter with all of these bones. And then I hang a couple um, skeletons from the ceiling, life-size skeleton, you know, cardboard ones that I can find. And it's just really cool. And kids love studying it. And Do you ever do a geology science center? Because you do live in southern Utah, surrounded by dinosaur bones. Yes, I have um, I have a whole dinosaur science center that I completely love. It's so fun. And with that in my sensory table, I have a dinosaur dig where, of course, they're digging for real bones because I don't need plastic bones here. <laughs> so I have real dinosaur bones in my dinosaur dig. And I have lots of plastic dinosaurs and, and dinosaur puzzles and dinosaur skeletons and dinosaur posters. Any of our science centers, if you want to go to our um, blog and in the search type science or a specific one, we have pictures of lots of our science centers on there. And I'm pretty sure I would have a dinosaur science center. I also like to do just a science center on earth science of soil and rocks. The kids love studying rocks. So when I'm setting up the earth science um, that's just rocks and soil, mm -hmm. I like to teach the kids about soil and what soil's made of and that dirt is not soil. And mm -hmm. to begin with, I love to just get some potting soil and mm -hmm. go to the local Maverick store and buy some earthworms <laughs> and I don't tell the kids they're there. Mm -hmm. And so when I have the soil 
in the sensory table and open the science center and the kids go there. I just love the first squeals when the kids <laughs> discover the worms. There's worms in this dirt. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's nothing more Teacher, fun than the kids. Teacher, did you know kids. there's worms in this dirt? <laughs> yeah, they love it. They love it. And and basically everything else in the classroom stops because everyone has to run over to see the worm. <laughs> <laughs> so just be prepared. But it's such a great introduction because then you can talk about how soil is made and the kids really like learning that soil is made out of dead animals and dead plants and and it really opens up a um it really opens up a discussion of hummus and the importance of it. And then I usually use that very soil after I'm finished with the Rock and Soil Science Center, then I will use that soil and then move into plants. And I will have real plants that uh, I go by the kinds that, I go by the plants that, you know, you buy in those little containers that you plant in your yard mm-hmm. and that are already kind of compacted so they can easily be pulled in and out of the soil without hurting them. And too so much. The, <laughs> too much. And so the kids basically unplant and plant and unplant and plant <laughs> flowers and plants all day long. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, at the end of at the time when we're I just make sure they're all back in the dirt and give them a little water and tell all the plants, thank you for letting us play with you today <laughs> and then let them rest and then the next day the kids plant and unplant and plant and unplant <laughs> and then I have a lot of a bowl of seeds near and I also let them plant seeds and so that potting soil I take home and put in my garden in a in a box in my garden and it's so fun because I put that in my garden and I don't know what's going to grow in that <laughs> garden box. It's, <laughs> it's just surprise. a surprise because I don't know what the kids planted because I just have a bowl of miscellaneous <laughs> seeds. But it's really fun. The kids, it's really great experience for the kids just to plant and unplant. So- and so also in the plant center, I really like to buy packages of seeds and then um, like with book tape, tape a few of the seeds on the package as part of the bulletin board display because the kids really enjoy seeing the um what the seeds look like and if you if you tape them on the outside of the package then they can see the seed with the picture of the plant and it works then they (laughs) then they know what the seed looks like and what it's going to grow into yeah and it stays together and it does that's a cute idea So I'm just barely taking my farm science center down, which is a lot of fun because mostly it's just um, dirt. (laughs) Well, it's sand. It's Jurassic sand. If you haven't heard of Jurassic sand, Google it. I love it. It is, I have a lot of allergies and it's um, asthma allergy free sand that you can buy. So there you go. Plug for (laughs) JurassicSand.com. I think that is. So anyway, I'm just taking down my farm science center, and I'm getting ready to put up my favorite science center. Oh, that's hard to say because I love so many of my science centers. But I think I'm very partial to my dinosaur science center and my space science center. Mm -hmm. I know you are. So I'm all excited. I get to start putting up my space science center. And I have the moon 
Science Center is in the sensory table. So in the sensory table, I have moon sand that has all been donated by parents who hate moon sand in their house because it's so messy. <laughs> it's so, messy. <laughs> so if you ask parents, hey, do you have moon sand? They bring it by the truckloads. They'll say, yes, please take it away. <laughs> yeah, they want that out of their house. And so I have the moon sand in there, and then I have a little uh, lunar vehicle, lunar module, and mm-hmm. nine little astronauts, and then an American flag. And that's what they can play with in that science center because nothing else has gone to the moon. So they can't cross-contaminate with the other science center <laughs> <laughs> things that are in the center because nothing else has been to the moon. And then in another section, oh, and of course I have lots of posters up of the moon and, and nonfiction books that will engage them. And then on the other side, I have like rocket ships and um, like a space station and different toys there. And then on the other side, I have the alien planet and only aliens are allowed there. And Mm. um, because I haven't seen it for a full year, (laughs) (laughs) you might want to go to my blog and take a look at it because I'm just kind of. Turn because I'm not completely there. remembering what's Does in it. in a box? <laughs> so anyway, most of my science centers, okay, all of my science centers spill everywhere into the classroom across the curriculum. Mm-hmm. I My games, my academic games are usually based on that science theme. My books I read are usually based on that science theme. And my playhouse usually is related in one way or another. And my rocket ship... Oh, I mean my playhouse <laughs> is, is, is going a rocket to turn, ship. <laughs> my playhouse is going to turn into a rocket ship to go along with this science center. And so tomorrow after school, I'm going to take aluminum foil and wrap my playhouse in foil. And I've got some astronaut costumes. And I like to just cover the walls of the inside of my playhouse with planets and stars. And I have some play telescopes and periscopes and binoculars, flashlights, all kinds of just crazy stuff that I like to put in there. And and they just have a lot of fun playing that they're blasting off to space. So, so what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start incorporating some science into their classroom and have a science center? So first off, I'm going to encourage everyone, get a science center in your classroom. <laughs> if you don't have one, get one because you You're will love it. You will love it and you will love watching students learn. And every area of your classroom will be affected by a quality science center. And you will be amazed at how your children have a better connection with nonfiction books and, and even writing. They're all, always excited to write about things in the science center. So what I would do is I'd think of something that you want to do like, okay, yeah, I live in Southern Utah. So obviously an easy science center for me is dirt and rocks and so, and dinosaurs. (laughs) So think of something that's near your area and just collect for that. If you live close to the ocean, start with shells, start with an ocean science center and collect shells. If you live by a farm, you can do farm produce yeah you do farm you, produce you used to do that just go to local farms and get squashes and yeah I still and... do that I have my I have a harvest science center that is all set up of um, just produce 
Mm-hmm. And the kids love it. They just love, the kids are going to love whatever you put up because science is amazing. And science, I love science because it is a way to reach all students. The students who are struggling academically are successful in the Science Center. And the kids that are high and they're reading two levels above where they need to be at the end of the school year, they can challenge themselves at the Science Center. And you can give them information that that is kind of like your classroom now becomes the gifted and talented classroom because you're giving them such um, high academic language and vocabulary and knowledge. All right, Lindsay, it was great chatting with you. I got to run because I got to go get my Science Center stuff in the car so it's ready to go uh, be set up tomorrow. Bye-bye. See ya.